Welcome, my chingus, to episode 111 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about CM Blue, Girls' Day, Highlight, IU, Pristine, Red Velvet, Sanchez, Taeyeon, and Winner. My name is Steven, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Josh. Hello. This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-Pop music video releases. In each episode, Josh and I will pick what we think is the best song of the last two weeks. You can find more of our episodes on iTunes, the Google Play Store, and SoundCloud. The video version can sometimes be found on our YouTube channel. Just search for This Week in K-Pop. Or you can go to our website. We have one. Surprise. It's called thisweekinkpop.com. And this episode, or whenever you're hearing this episode, yeah. Okay. As long as it's not past the 20th, you can go to thisweekinkpop.com slash giveaway. Yes, yes. Links will be in the descriptions. Uh, but you can go there to join our 500,000 download giveaway. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned it last episode, but we want to give away uh, two. $50 Amazon gift cards or e-gift cards or e-monies, whatever you call them. <laughs> you, gift cards. We'll yeah, just call them cards. gift cards. We'll call them gift cards. Yeah. Uh, even though they aren't actually cards. We're, we're going to mail you $50 worth of pennies, but Korean pennies. No, I'm just kidding. That would probably cost like $100 <laughs> just to send $50 That's worth of That's how balling we are. No, I'm kidding. pennies for days. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can go to the... We'll, we'll give you $50 a strip club gift cup money. You could use it on a ship club if Amazon has a ship club. Yeah. Uh, we lost our way. Uh, you can go to thisweekinkpop.com slash giveaway. Uh, you, there are about six chances for entry, you know, things like yeah. following us on, on social media and stuff. Uh, but if you're a Patreon Shingu like ever in the past or the present or in the future, right, if you sign up now, uh, you can get an extra six entries just for doing that. Right. Um, but everyone has a chance, you know? It's like a raffle. It is a raffle. Go to that website, thisweekinkpop.com slash giveaway. Uh, sign up. Hopefully everything will work. Yeah. The deadline will be April 20th. Yes. All right. It's about two weeks, give or take, uh, depending on when this episode gets uh, put up. Yeah. But go do that. Go do it right now. Please do that because we want to yeah. thank you guys. We're going to choose to... Uh, Two chingus. Just take our money. Just we want to shove that money into your hole, into your love hole, into the, the <laughs> into hole the, of love that you use to love us. Okay, I don't so know we're, we're, going we're gonna need to get this out of the way. We're not actually recording too late today, but yeah. we are recording on a Tuesday after work because we could not record at our normal time. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a little sorry. It's a little flim flammy of an episode, guys. Yeah. And plus, um, it's, I think, going to be a shorter episode unless we really go on tangents because there are some songs in here that Stephen and I both like. And there are many songs that Stephen and I both do not like. Yes. It's uh, one of those. I, I hate saying it, guys. I absolutely fucking hate saying it. But it is one of those fucking 2017 episodes. Yeah. It's, it's been a streak. Right. Possibly one of the worst ones this year because we were going back to some of the older songs. We were like, wow, some of these older episodes had much better songs. Um, but, but to play devil's advocate at that time, we were like, oh, man, this is like the worst episode. And so a lot of those songs ended up being not so bad. Not so bad or 
the future just kept getting worse. Yes. Um, Not sure which one it is. It's absolutely crazy to me that we're going to talk about some of these big ass names with these big ass groups. And it's probably one of the worst conglomerations of songs that we're ever packaging and presenting to you guys. Yeah. And it's been a while since we've been this negative on our podcast. Uh, 2017 has been a really negative year for us. And we sort of apologize, but at the same time, we don't because if you put out good music, we won't have to apologize. That is true. But let's get started with Josh's and mine, even though Josh technically won again. At Rock, Paper, Scissors. Steven sucks at Rock, Paper, Scissors. I want you guys to know. I suck at a lot of things. Yeah. <coughs> do, do you have the SARS, Steven? Uh, I hope I don't have SARS. Uh, then if you have SARS, that means I have SARS now. Thanks. Right. We were making Thanks, Steven. Uh, but anyways, let's get to it. All of that was to try and say that this song is the best song of the episode. And I actually think it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, so when I first... Heard this song, I did not expect it to be my song of the episode, but yeah, I agree with you, Stephen. It is a good song, 80% of it. It's a fantastic song, Maybe 80%. 70%. Maybe 75%. Uh, we'll meet in the middle. Maybe 69%. But this song is uh, by this group called Pristine, and the song is called Wee Woo. So who's please, who's please. pristine, Stephen? Give us a, <laughs> give us that intro, and please don't come on me anymore. Anyway, so Josh, pristine. I will, I'll tell you about pristine. They're a new group from Cletus Entertainment. Yeah, home to of course long-standing. Where are they after school? Also, of course, seventeen. And uh, you might know some of these girls. Of course, two of them are IOI members, Na Young and Pinky. Although she's yeah. going by the Korean version. Of her Chinese name, which Kyo-Kyung? is Kyolkyung. Yeah. Terrible. Um, but there's also a lot of members who were a part of uh, Produce 101. Yes, five. There were a total of seven. Two of them, of course, made it to IY, but the other five didn't, but they were on Produce. Yeah. I recognize a lot of them. Super hot. Super hot fire. Um, but they do have other members. They have three other members for a total of, of ten. One, zero. Yeah, uh, 10, you will see a lot more girl groups and boy groups with a lot more members these days just because you have one flavor for every shade of the rainbow. One flavor for every player. One flavor for them all. But um, yeah, this song is produced by kind of Pletus. Very, I don't know if he's famous, but you might know of him. Uh, his name is 
uh, Bumzu. He's also a singer. Uh, apparently, he released this song that I like, and I thought that we talked about on this podcast, but we did not. Apparently, it was prior to Josh's tenure on uh, on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, but so Bumzu is the mm-hmm. main composer for a lot of the Seventeen songs. Yeah. That you may like, um, like Adore, Adore You, you um, and Ajunais. Other songs. But so yeah, so I do enjoy. 80% of this song or whatever percentage we ended up deciding yeah. on. Especially the chorus. I really like the chorus. I think it's very catchy. Yeah, it's probably one of the, for us anyways, the catchiest choruses in quite a while. Yeah. Even the other songs that I like, for example, um, Goo Goo Don's song. Yeah, Girl Like Me. Like, I think this chorus is catchier. The pristine one is catchier than that. Uh, but I do think that Overall, the Goo Goo Don song, I think, is a little more A to B better. Um, Just throughout. Yeah, the chorus is great. I think the look of the music video and the girls are, for the most part, great. Mm -hmm. It also has a really good energy to it, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, But before that, we got to talk about the dog shit. Okay, that's mixed in there. Yes. Because a little bit of dog shit in your sandwich will ruin your sandwich sometimes. It will. It will. And so there's kind of two three parts to the shit sandwich. Yeah. Um, and one of them is this like weird, super Frankenstein, like a Frankenstein in a sense that we haven't Frankenstein that much that like in a while. Yeah. And the problem is like the melody totally drops out in these parts and it's just all this like reverberating bass and just sing talkiness. Yeah. And it's, but it's like sing talky in this fake egg. Yo, it's really cringy. Yeah. For us. Yeah. Uh, for, for some of that. And also for the like, you're my superhero. It's like trying to kind of sound. It's too cheesy. Yeah. yeah. It's just super cheesy. It comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I, I even made it. I even made a version of the song where I cut out some of these parts. Uh, and I was listening to it and I'm like, this is just a much better song, but I, I didn't feel right. You know, kind of replacing that. It. Right. Yeah. But like, I didn't want to be like in the future, I'd be like, Oh man, pristine's Wii is such an amazing song because I've listened to my edited version for so long. Right. Majority of the song is good. It's like maybe 75% of the song is good. The chorus is really good. And I also want to compliment them on the dance, the choreography, the choreography isn't very intricate. It isn't really showy, but it's very catchy. And there's a lot of like dance points in there that are mimicable that are not hard to do and that really kind of fit the theme and also the style of the song. I am a little disappointed because uh, previously on the podcast, I've mentioned that I watched a lot of their practice videos mm-hmm. where they were dancing to other songs, primarily boy group uh, songs, boy group songs yeah. uh, especially 17 songs. Yeah, I saw a bunch of those. And 17 has such intricate, great choreography that almost musical like right yeah that takes a lot of uh takes all the members and lets them do individual things and little groups and little fun things that a lot of moving parts really do mm-hmm. and none of that was kind of present at all which was mm. a little sad yeah but i do think it, without that expectation right that hope it, it, it was it's a great dance at least yeah for the parts that we like yeah so that's the dance and the music video i think on a whole was pretty good as well uh they even though the camera time from member to member was not distributed equally, I think they did a pretty good job of giving each girl kind of like their own theme and their own outfit and their own set, which is really kind of important 
when you have a new group and you want to showcase each member. Um, and also there's this one like scene, this one kind of hallway scene that you really like, Steven, right? Yeah, it's during the, I think, first part of build up to the chorus or during the chorus. I don't know. But it's just them walking down a hallway in a long take mm-hmm. and kind of it starts with like one girl and a couple girls walk in and then more girls walk in and more girls walk in. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like one of those runway kind of like like walk a little bit and then pose. make a pose and then walk a little bit more and make a pose. And uh, I was you know mentioning before that just a lot of music videos have just so many cuts, especially when there are a billion members. Yeah. Right. Like long shots. You know, it doesn't the whole video doesn't have to be one shot, although a man can only hope. The longer the shots, the better, especially when there's a lot of people. Yeah. Um and also group shots are really good, right? Right. Group shots are important. Close ups are also can be important as long as they're not just for no reason, right? Just yeah. Staring into a window or staring into a thing. Like it was kind of a nice choreography, not in the way of dance choreography, but in the way of like uh, uh, I don't know, a video choreography. Yeah. And this kind of music video, I think, is starting to become a little bit more, uh, dare I say, generic. Because a lo- I feel more and more kind of girl groups are doing this. I know Twice is really kind of famous f- in their music videos for this. They kind of give each member like their own kind of outfit. Um, it's very distinct. And also like their own sets, especially like in TT uh, that comes to mind. This music video is is pretty. I, I can see how someone would say it's like generic because it is kind of you know close ups, pretty girls being pretty, you know, a dance. But sometimes, like we say all the time, actually on this podcast, that sometimes simple is best, except for when it's like really generic and boring. But this music video is not boring. Uh, do you not? I agree? like disagree with half of what you. I, I think what you're you equating with? two different things that don't relate. Like okay, hit me. A, I don't think. I think every girl getting a separate thing has been around for for a long time. I really mm. don't think twice. I think the reason we like, or no, I'm, not, I like I'm not saying twice are the originators of that, but I'm saying like these days that's becoming more and more like prevalent in the bigger groups. If that makes sense, I guess I, I need I I need to go back and rewatch some of the older videos, but okay. I kind of feel like separating the girls into individual uh, scenes and giving them scenes have been around for ten years. Probably. So I, I, I what what I'm saying is like I don't think it's starting to be generic. I think that has been the generic for a very long time. Okay. So we're um, we're kind of in agreement that it is pretty generic. Right. right I just don't think it started now. I, okay. I, like I don't think people are looking at TT and being like, oh, that's what we should do. Like I, right. I think the reason TT was so good is because they did that style very, very well. well. Okay. The other thing is that shoot, I fucking can't remember what the other thing was now. Oh yeah, the other thing was I actually don't think this video does a great job of of highlighting individual members. Like there are actually three or four members that like a has like maybe like ten seconds of screen time. Okay, let me let me rephrase. Um, I think they they do a good job of isolating like seventy seventy percent of the members. Uh, uh, produce one one members. <laughs> yes. So uh, into that effect, I think they did a bad job. I, I okay. think they, granted, I love Nyan. I love seeing her and I love seeing Pinky and good God, 
Googly boogly. Are, some of them are just smoking fucking hot. There's knockouts. But the ratio was pretty bad. Yeah, um, they definitely leaned heavily on uh, of the known members. Yeah, established members. Um, which, again, I, I think is another reason why you know i'm I'm not sucking twice his dick right like right. we don't like to, uh knock knock right yeah. but like the reason why like Uah was such a great first video was because it did use a lot of long takes which we mm-hmm. love and it did have a more balanced individual time with a lot of individual members mm. and in this one it, it it was very skewed towards uh the more people popular members um, and uh, the outfits also for the music video, if you want to talk about those, it, some of the outfits really good. Some of them kind of so-so. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, they're really pretty girls. Yeah, let, so let's not let's not muddle that. There's some of those outfits are like, you know, you, you finger in your mouth, you're buying it and you're like <gasps> J.R. Remicling at the screen. You know, you're like, you're yeah. like humping, you're eye humping the screen. Like that's how hot some of them are. Especially the ones with the midriff. There's so much midriff. I mean, Nyan, oh baby, baby, oh baby. But there's also this kind of like Girl Scout uniform that they kind of wear uh, in random moments. I did not like those. I don't know if I hate it as much as you do, but I, I definitely didn't. I definitely wasn't like, ooh, Girl Scout outfits. So the thing with Girl Scout outfits is it reminds me how young yeah. some of these girls are. And you can't go from super midriff to girl scout in like a half a, se- a second yeah you right? can't you can't go to like oh yeah to wee-oo, 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 wee-oo. yeah yeah like you can be april and have a whole music video and kind of faux girl scout outfits that's fine right that's you're kind of cute that's, that's your, your thing. thing you're young okay but i can't be like staring at your midriff one second and, and you're wearing girl scout uniform that's just a, a little creepy it, it's like if uh i i in a one a man they went from those leather outfits to like you know, something really kind of quote unquote fresh. It's like going from Dream Girls to to what to, a man. To what a man. Like, like if they like were in a quick, they're, cut. they're mixed. Yeah, and you're just like, what? Yeah. That's weird. There, there are certain things uh, about this song also that when when I heard it first, were kind of like really ear scratching uh, for me. But over time, they've kind of gotten a little bit catchy. Like, I'm not sure about this part though. Like in the beginning, they say we are pristine. Like the rise of Kristen, uh, don't like that part. There's some there's some parts where they get really like high and kind of agile nasally, like what you mentioned earlier, like eh-heh. yeah, um, not like na 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 na, and you're just like, oh, Ooh, yeah, you're kind of like okay, okay, ah, uh, okay, ah, uh, but once you get over those parts, like seventy five percent good song, yeah. Like, honestly, just the, you got to get through that first 30 seconds, man, mm-hmm. because it's got the pristine. It's got the nasal egg. Yo, it's got the we are superhero. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's pristine. I'm oh, sorry. The <laughs> pristine. Obviously can't be pristine. That would be too correct. Right. Look, can't look, be too correct. Um, <laughs> looky, looky here. Steve. Yeah, looky here. Right. Chore up. Okay. I got to get through the superhero moments. Then the song begins and you're just like, I'm down. I'm, I'm down to pound town. This is Second time around. <laughs> our favorite song of the episode, guys. A lot, a lot of good things to say and some bad things to say, but... Yeah. Right. Like, like, there's a thing there. Oh, right. We wouldn't feel... I wouldn't feel so passionate if there wasn't a good thing in there, right? Like, I, it honestly just boggles my mind how a producer 
all he needed to do was just cut out some of that stuff. Just not add it. All he had to do was not fuck it up. He had a gold bar. Like he shit a gold bar and then he went back and was like, no, 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 no. You know, Let me fuck it up. You know what I think it is? I think it's very Korean style. Like um, for people who don't really know what I'm talking about, like Korean style, they like a lot of uh, variety, even if the quality is not necessarily good, like all the parts. Um, for example, like Korean pizza, like Steven and I um, are in kind of the wheelhouse of simple is better a lot of the time. And like, you know, we'll just like a pepperoni pizza or something. But Koreans, they need, you know, fucking everything on that pizza. And this is kind of, I think, uh, a representation of that. Like they had a good song. They had pepperoni pizza. And then they put like fucking corn on it with these weird ass parts in it. I mean, yeah, I, I was at first I was like. I don't know what you fucking talking about. But I got there, Josh. I yeah, got there. As long as A to B, baby. Yeah. You know, what's Brave Sound then? He's just fucking cheese pizza? Yeah. And he's that's a why. cheese pizza of uh, K-pop? Yeah. He's he's like he's like cheese pizza with like olives or something. Or maybe he's like sausage pizza. Like not everybody likes sausage, you know? Who doesn't like sausage? Some people don't like sausage. Uh, well, speaking of sausage, let's get to my favorite song. Well, I guess second favorite song. Speaking of sausage. Um, And that is by... A video that was released right as we were about to record. Like, we were about to finalize our list. The song got released, and we were like, thank Papa YG. Thank you. Thank you, Papa Lucked Lord. Out. All right. And uh, so Winner is finally back as a foursome with their new song, Really, Really. Really, really. Steven saying they're coming back as four. Uh, this is kind of in winter form. They released two songs. The other song is called Fool. Yes, one is a ballad. Classic. And this one's not that one. Yeah. Um, so this song is produced by a producer I've never heard of, a YG producer. His name is called Uk Jin Kang. Is it Uk or 
Ok. I can't remember. Uh, well, his his Korean name is like Kangook Jin, because mm. his family name is Kang, but he stylized right. it this way. But he stylized it UK, like capital U, capital K. Yeah. So Jin when Kang. you read it, it's like UK Jin Kang. I thought it was UK. Yeah. Um. So I've never heard of him, and mm-hmm. I actually think that matches Winner very well, right? Because Winner's sound has always been very different than the other YG boy groups, you yeah, know? extremely different. Yeah, and I think that, that's good, right? He didn't bring in Teddy, right? Teddy's probably busy with Blackpink or whatever, ma- making them sound like 20. So it, it's nice to see a new person. And I also think Fool is also made by another in-house producer that mm-hmm. is not uh, known to us anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song really, really is a very... I don't know if this is the correct country like a region okay i'm not an expert but it is kind of a soft edm plus caribbean feel yeah don't know if caribbean is the exact country don't know if it, i should say reggae or not yeah but it's it's got a little bit of that because the thing is steven i kind of disagree with you but i do not know what to call it um but i i know what parts you're talking about because it's not uh it's not like necessarily EDM, but it does sound like a song that like old, a little bit older Rihanna would maybe make, like a pop song that she would make, and it's a really, really shitty version of that. A really shitty version. Really wow. shitty Ouch. of that. Um, I mean, I think there's definitely some EDM in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will agree. I definitely think there's a little bit of, like they called up Skull. They called up... Like an island Skull, sound, yeah, an maybe. island. Yeah. Which island? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe the Who island's knows? in the Caribbean. Maybe Jamaica. Oh, out! Don't do that. Don't don't start doing accents, man. Come on, that we're gonna get fucking racist. School, school can do it. <laughs> school can do it. right. If 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 all K-pop stars can can appropriate, why yeah. can't we? Yeah, but it, I mean, I'm obviously not a diehard winner fan, but right. I really do think that if I just randomly heard this on the the internet or you know in the convenience store i would never be like oh shit that's winner you know and never, i definitely ever. would not say oh shit that's yg yeah yeah it, it does sound very uh, different which is good uh, i do yeah. like that part of it mm-hmm. I, I do think the the song is good i really don't think it's great it, like it, it's a little bit too kind of laid back at times i think the best part of the song is the chorus uh and minos Rap, I actually yeah. think Mino's rap is it fits very well. Uh, the dude who goes after Mino, I think his Not voice great. doesn't go well because he has quintessential Korean rap voice. Yeah, Korean boy group rap voice. Right, with a little bit of that, you know, the little bit of a little bit shrieky at sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of. And I just thought it it really kind of didn't really match. Um, no, but I think overall. It's a it's a decent song. It's not bad. I, I think it's kind of on par with a lot of my early winner impressions for all their songs. Because mm-hmm. I've never been like a winner song drops and I'm like, this is, this is fucking amazing. I, yeah. I've never thought that. But um, on average, most of the songs are, I think, pretty good. I really like Sentimental. I really like Baby Baby. I'm not, I, don't want, I don't know if I would say really like. Initially, I liked them a decent amount. And it did grow over time, but I wouldn't go as far to say that. Like, I love those songs. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So I, you know, was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, at least with Really Really. Uh, the music video is kind Interesting of strange. Choice. Interesting choice in music videos, this. It, like, it's weird to me because, like, as the the video progressed, it was like they were uh, 
cultural appropriating more and more and more and more. Like it started fine. Like it started, they're wearing like kind of suits and they're kind of just like a flash mob, black and white flash mob. And then all of these other kind of foreigner dancers come in. That's fine. Whatever. That's fine. But slowly, 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 by the end of it, it's like a fucking Acor Black video. It's like, like, all right, let's jump in some lowriders and yeah, say let's, the N-word. <laughs> well, they didn't actually say it, but it, I mean, there were fucking like super rap thug hands, them in the back of this lowrider. Like, of course, the people driving the other lowrider are all minorities and they're all looking at each other like we're all cool together, guys. It's just such kind of like YG, like. But YG is kind of known for that, and it's kind of what makes them popular a lot of the time in Korea because Korean people on a whole uh, only know of hip hop culture from based the off 90s. what they, yeah, based <laughs> off what they've seen, and that's usually from the '90s or what they see in the movies. That is true. I mean, just today we were looking through all the music videos. We, I think, we saw three different people with those dreads with those like Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is with fucking asian dude rappers with these like micro dread cornrow things looking at you g soul oh what was the what was the other dude that we saw the g something Uh, jero jero yeah oh no yeah like we've talked some good things about jero and then he shows up with these like oh terrible Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. good on you winner for at least not doing it yet, although Mino's hair is getting a little weird. Mino's hair is getting a little funky. I will not be surprised if he has a very strange haircut next time around. I wouldn't be surprised if there was already a music video with him in dreads. Probably. I, I, it, we probably just don't know. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, Mino is kind of, I think, carrying them rap-wise. Yeah. I mean, maybe I need to listen to more, but like, I really... Because he has personality. Uh, he has got a little personality to his mm-hmm. to his voice, which is a little bit of very important, I think, in the K-pop scene or the Korean rap scene in general. Even the rippity rappers all sound the same. Yeah, like all the Korean rappers are fucking gochujang, and he's like, you know, some other seasoning. I don't know where I'm going with this. Great. He's Mirian or Mirin or whatever that's Mirin. called. Mirin. <laughs> uh, anyways, Josh, uh, next song. But the next song, uh, we're going to continue talking about boy groups. And the next song that we're going to talk about is Highlight, and the song is called Please Don't Be Sad.
Now, we mentioned Highlight previously in our Big Name No Games because yes. they kind of pre-released, quote-unquote, a ballad song. And we were like, please, Beast. More, more a- I'm sorry, not Beast. Highlight. 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 Yeah. highlight. Uh, please come out with a, with a, a good old Beast song. You know, yeah. one of those songs that we haven't heard in a good long time. Yeah. And they, they kind of did. Yeah. So maybe you don't know, but Beast obviously lost a member and they left the company and now they're Highlight. And uh, this song actually debuted at number one, I think, uh, which is like the first time since I want to say 2014 with Good Luck. Yeah, that it's 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 actually pretty because a lot of times when these like kind of older groups coming back, they're not getting these number ones no more. Yeah. Um, and so it's actually and plus they came out the same week as IU, um, although I think by now IU has, has overtaken uh, Highlight. Yeah, because people um, love them some IU. But number one. Pretty good, right? Yeah. And the surprising. song, though. Surprising. The song is okay. Yeah. It, you Stylistically, uh, you said it sounded like an old school Big Bang song. And I gr- agreed for the most part. Uh, it sounded like an old Big Bang song, like kind of revamped to sound more trendy, if that makes any sense. Yeah, there are parts of this song where I'm like, yo, this is like the same voice GD kind of wraps in and sounds like, you know, eight years ago, like mm-hmm. in that first GD, you know, first Big Bang album. Like, and there are parts of this song that just sounds really dated, but like, like you said, dated, but also kind of using new age technology. Yeah. Um, like it, the sound quality and all that stuff is like, is better. It's better, right? And when I first heard this song, I was like, oh, I like the song. I don't I don't know why. And then when we were listening to it today, I was like, oh, I don't like the song as much as when I heard it first. Why did I like it so much when I heard it first? And then Steven said, well, let me tell you something. It sounds like a song that Steven and I hold dear. And if you, if you guys don't know our latest obsession, well, not latest, but... It's been a while. It's been a little while. So we started watching this show called Terrace House. Um, it's very critically acclaimed and there's a lot of good reviews on it. So if you've never seen it, go uh, watch it. But the opening song for Terrace House has this kind of chanting, oh, kind of sound. And that is prevalent in this song as well. Right. And parts of it kind of sound very similar in key to a little bit of it. But it definitely sounds close enough that not saying they fucking watched Terrace House. and was like, I'm going to copy this. Bitch. Yeah. But that kind of emotion, style. that style that that happens, we're kind of like, oh, like. I kind of like this Uwaz, you know? Yeah. And for the record, Terrace House, there's Terrace House Boys and Girls, and there's Terrace House Aloha, and State. you should watch Boys and Girls. Boys and Girls. The new one's Aloha. Not Don't as watch that great. Yet. Not as great. Not as great. Although as of this recording, right now, the part two is released. Give it to me. So if you don't, if you've been one of our loyal chingos and you listen to our recommendations for random ash TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, the other thing about this Beast video is... And I don't know what's up with Beast because mm. he, their fashion has is suspect, okay? Like, yes. I know I'm not super into fashion, but I know weird shit when I say weird shit, right? Right. And, and this is not just regular K-pop weirdness. This is just, like, ugly weird shit. This is ugly. Wearing uglier weird shit. Okay, For, first off, uh, I think I saw way too many ruffles. Like um, Austin Power level ruffles. Like, you like, all fucking pirates in there? Yeah, like we're trying to lampoon something ruffles, okay? Like, like nobody wears those ruffles and is like, this is a good look. Like France in the 1700s ruffles? Like, yeah. But they compound that ugliness with what, Stephen? 
with bathrobes. Fucking bathrobes. But not normal ass kind of pimp hotel bathrobes, but just no. weird uh, patterned uh, zebra pattern and weird fancy ugly ass pattern. Even if I was wearing those bathrobes at home, I would feel embarrassed by myself. I'm like, oh God, why am I wearing this thing? Yeah, I just, it's weird. It's like also, I think their last B song, they were wearing like a lot of ruffles, like the rough, the the wrist ruffles, and like they're wearing <laughs> like a fucking. That? It's just, I don't get it personally. Like, is that is that what's in with the kids these days? Steven, Steven and I are, are getting a little bit older. We're like not with it anymore, if we were ever was. But yeah, is like, that a thing? Yeah, I just yeah, I don't know who's even longtime Beast fans like. In my head, I would think they're even like, what y'all wearing? What y'all wearing, guys? Bathrooms? Like, I need to have a talk of your, your your stylist. Like, who thought it's like, all right, uh, so Ruffles was a good idea for the last one. Like, how can we make it better? Bingo. Bathrobes. Yeah. And they're like, genius, genius, board director, genius. It's, it's like the same dude who was like, you know how we can make a great pristine song? Rub some shit in it. Genius. Remember, hey, how can we make this Taeyeon song better? Oh yeah. Oh random random dude in the corner, right? You don't know how to play this instrument, dude. Yeah. Try. Try it. Why not? It's like whoever this Magic. mysterious dude is, he's just making bad. He's just fucking up 2017. Like fuck yeah. you, random dude. Yeah. Go play your saxophone somewhere else. But the people that we want to stay, all right? That we like. That we like. And they don't fuck things up for us. They actually make our lives better. And these are our awesome, amazing Chingus who have donated to us on Patreon. And in the last after show, the Brave Sound after show, guess what, Josh? What? I forgot to read off some names. So did I, to be fair. Um, so I want to read off the people that should have been on that show. Uh, we want to thank all the people that donated $10 or more last month. And, of course, we got Emma L., Rachel W., Joanne J., Derek M., Justin B D, Ben P, Charlene G, the Moose, Jesus, and Sharita. I think I, I want to say Sharita. Yeah, Sharita R. She donated on PayPal, thank which you. is still a thing. Um, links are in all the descriptions. But thank you, thank you so much for helping us out on Patreon. I mean, yeah. we're gonna talk more about that later. Yeah. I mean, you guys have have changed our lives. We thank you so much um, every month. Yeah. And if you're a new person or you're a longtime listener and you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash this week in K-pop signing up for just $2 or more per month. You can get access to our Slack, which is kind of a chat room that we use to all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, we've been pretty active as of late, to be fair. Trying. I mean, we're yeah. trying, changing things up a little bit, but uh, the more people, the better, because um, we need more people with. That can bring some heat, you know, bring some discussion heat. The so spices. Bring it to us, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for donating. Yeah. Moving on to my next song, which is another guy. Hey, that's three. Possibly the prettiest guy in all of K-pop. Probably the man closest to a chiseled Greek god. Made out of marble with a voice given to him. By, wait, who's in the by Greek? the angels? By, oh, Olympus, are you going Greek? Are you by going? Olympus himself, and that is our friend Dirty Sanchez. Dirty Sanchez, easy. With uh, featuring Beanzino 
with their song Five More Minutes. So Sanchez, I mean, we've talked about him and it breaks my heart that like one of the first comments that I saw in the YouTube video is like, yo, this guy's from Show Me the Money, right? And it's like, no, nah, this dude should have never been on Show Me the Money. This dude's the OG. Well, maybe not OOG, but he's our OG. Baby making. Baby making voice. Baby making voice. He's got the smoothest face. Except for that one time he had a really ugly beard thing going on. He got the smoothest face. And the smoothest voice of all K-pop. And he brings it in this kind of R&B ballad with a beat. Yeah. Now, he has sex to it. Like you, Josh was like, yo. Make some babies to this. And the thing is, even though I've hyped up his voice and his body a lot, that's just, that is to say that this song is okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, not the best Sanchez song, uh, but I am kind of in the train or the school of thought that Sanchez is better off featuring in songs not necessarily singing throughout the song because sanchez is kind of like seasoning yeah yeah you put salt in things and it makes it better but you can't have a whole song full of salt you mean sugar please oh please sugar don't, sugar yeah. please don't call sanchez salt i mean come on oh, i'm sorry i insulted your boyfriend steven you. i would be so lucky okay? you would be i would be so lucky as well to insult them, to insult my fictitious boyfriend but it, uh, Bean Zeno is the featuring, right? And, I mean, he does his thing, which is not bad. I, I think he actually helps the song a little bit. Because, as you said, Sanchez is a great voice, but his voice is great at doing only one thing. And it's a little bit of one thing for a lot of this song. A little bit too much. Yeah. But it, this is a great one of those kind of 2017, kind of put it on the background. You want to hear a smooth voice? Like maybe you're listening to a little bit too much K-pop and you're wondering, wait, what does a real good voice actually sound like? Right. Not like the K-pop level of good voice, but like an actual good voice. That's very unique. I think in this area, smooth, like silk, still strong. Like, I don't know anyone who sounds like Sanchez. I at mean, least in K-pop. At yeah, least in K-pop. Not. He, does, he sounds, and there's a song where he's like, he can really do a Michael Jackson. Like, he can get really up there. It. He can get up there in, in, the, in the notes. Right. Yeah. Although nowadays, whenever I see Sanchez, all I see is micro, micro dot. Because if you guys don't know, they are 
Are they twins or are they brothers? They're brothers. Brothers, They're right? Brothers. Not twins. They can't be twins. That that's that's unfair. Okay. That's yeah. unfair. But they really look like each other. They do. It's Except crazy. one's taller and handsomer, more handsome. Sanchez. And the other one is a rapper <laughs> and a little bit more overcompensating. Yes. But I would totally be that if my brother was fucking dirty Sanchez. Yeah, it's true. But anyways, let's break this monotony of guy group, uh, the sausage party. And let's talk about a girl. Uh, this is a solo artist. Her name, Taeyeon. And her song is called Cover Up. not going to include this but then uh we listened to it a few more times and it's also kind of a lyric videos and we don't really like putting lyric videos or songs that don't have a music video in the podcast but this song really grew on us uh, it's on her full album called my voice and it's produced by a plethora of people right steven like what is this grades carolyn island real me uh, just dudes you probably don't know and are from Europe. Like if you ever want to have fun with how many producers, this is actually pretty small, but yeah, how yeah. many producers SM. SM uses for one song sometimes, like just check out some of the discographies of some SM artists. Like sometimes it's like nine fucking names. Like, and like no joke. Yeah. And like Ryan John is like one of those names. You know, it's like, and a lot of them are European names. A lot of them are American names. A lot of yeah. them are weird ass names. Like real me with three E's. Three E's, yeah. Um, There's a guy named Grades. Yeah, his name's Grades. Uh, he's the first name, so he's the name we kind of looked up. Uh, he's a UK-based EDM producer. And boy, howdy, is this a UK-based EDM song? Uh, but it's still kind of EDM light if I could describe it in any way. It's not the EDM. It's not like the American EDM where it's like yeah. very focused on a, a hook of a melody line, the drop. Um, this one is a bit more like, I mean, this could be totally wrong again, but to me in my brain where it's a little bit more dun, 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 and less about the like a little bit more crazy, a little bit kinda, more driving, right? Rather a little bit than, more basic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and a little bit less focused on, a melodic hook. Yeah, I um, think more more focused on the, the rhythm and the beat rather than the melody, if that's a fair way to say it. Sure. Yeah. And I I mean, I like the more American versions recently, you know? Right. Because uh, we do like catchy melodies, right? Yeah. And I mean, this song, it, it's decent. It really is decent. Yeah. I, I do not think Taeyeon was the right person for this song, though, mm. despite thinking it's decent. 
I think her voice is a little bit kind of a little too airy, a little too floaty. More suited for kind of OST songs, not really this kind of EDM. Yeah, or song. more suited. I mean, she has other songs that are a, that I think are maybe better EDM for her voice. Like, yeah. why? You know, is a good yeah. example. Like songs where she can kind of like she can sing stronger and kind of go up or and kind of show her range, right? Yeah, like there's like a middling ground that's used in this, and I think just her middle is not gr- is not great. Um, I, we've said this before, but I mm-hmm. think EDM songs really you need. Uh, a, not as strong as in like a powerful voice, yeah, not not powerful, but strong as in like it won't get drowned out by the backing right noise, yeah. And I th- like I agree with you because this song, um, without Taeon is a really good backing track. Actually, I really like it, and the more I listen to it, the more I like it. But Taeon, um, not to say that she's a bad singer, of course not, but she's she just doesn't have that oomph that you need for a song like this because American EDM, like we said, is very more, is very melodic. And I think she can do that a little bit better, but this is a little bit different style than that. Right. But I mean, this is a B-side song Mm -hmm. from her album and it definitely sounds like a B-side song, song. but it's a good B-side song. Decent. Decent. Let's not go good. man. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. You you want to, we can't pick them fifth in one of our worst podcasts ever. You can't use the word good, dude. Decent. All right. Uh, moving on to the last song in our decent list of songs. Surprise. And it is another boy group. Surprise, surprise. Um, and this boy group is one I don't. I, it's been a good long time since I think we've talked about them. Surprise. We were even talking about them. Well, this that is what this week is full of, Josh. That's Surprises. what 2017 is. Uh, so CM Blue is the group we're talking about hmm. with their new song, between us. actually not sure i didn't look back at other cm blue songs Mm. um like i in my brain i always assumed cm blue produced their songs because they're a band like they made their own they made their own music their own songs maybe that was a little naive of me um because i'm sure a lot of american bands work with producers right that's a thing um Mm -hmm. but uh the, the main name 
for this song was this dude called Justin Reinstein. Reinstein? Yeah. Um, and he worked previously with like Vix and XOCBX on some of their B-side songs. Mm, nothing really huge. Yeah. From America. And, uh, you know, CM Blue, there have been some songs that I've kind of enjoyed. I've never really liked a CM Blue song. Mm. I've said this to Josh and maybe on the podcast, but like I understand they're a band, but I never really felt like they were an actual band. Which is one of the reasons why I like Day Six. They're an idol band, right? You know, I I think overall maybe CM Blue has made catchier songs, right? Catchier pop Popular songs. songs. But I think Day Six or maybe Royal Pirates, right, are a better example of a band that I'm actually like, that's a band. They play instruments. That's a band, right? And I and I know CM Blue plays instruments. I know they yeah. can do that. Yeah. But their songs are not produced and not made in a way where I'm like, oh, that's this instrument, that's this instrument, that's this instrument. Like, this song sounds like it was entirely composed by a dude on an electric keyboard, and then they were like, okay, how can we fake play instruments to this? Yeah, or how you know how can we try to incorporate instrumental sounds into this, right? Right. Yeah. There are a whole lot of sounds in this song that you're like, Oop. that I don't see anybody playing those things, right? Right. Because... Uh, it, not to say that a lot of like rock groups or pop rock groups have or don't have like electronic sections, like someone playing a keyboard or like, you know, uh, yada, yada, yada. But there was just no keyboard player in CM Blue. It's like CM Blue. I mean, they are known for their kind of popular rock and Day Six and Royal Pirates are more known for like rock, Korean rock music, actually. Um, Day Six, especially, I think. But. Yeah, this song, they, they use very basic chords, very kind of basic, like, almost melodies and, like, bass lines. There's nothing really too too special about them playing instruments. Like, they could have not played instruments and we wouldn't have known anything different. Right, but not to harp on the actual instrument part. Like, even, I don't care if they're actually playing or not, if the song right. is good or not. The actual song is like, okay... Uh, I think it's a little electronic-y, but not in the EDM sense. It's just, as we said, it sounds like it was made with an electronic keyboard. Um, And the backing track is kind of washed out. It's a little bit hard to hear. It's like a little too soft, which is weird for a band track uh, of any kind. Um, It it seems to to focus a lot on, what's his name, Yonghua, right? His Mm -hmm. voice. Um, And I just found the balance to be a little bit weird. I agree. The mixing wasn't too great. Like, I kind of wish the backing track was a little bit louder and we could hear kind of the more individual instruments a little bit better. Um, it kind of sounded a little all muddled together. But I picked it because I, when I hear it, I'm like, okay. Okay. All right. 2016, baby. Last song. Um, let's move on then before we get to our favorite 2017 section. If you didn't think we were harsh enough, we still have not reached Big names. No games. But before we get there, I want to read some iTunes reviews. Since our last main episode, we got a couple more ratings and we got two. Well, we actually only got one review and one of the other ones from a while ago. Um, But I'm going to read this first one. It's by Dictator JJ. And he or she says, I've been a big fan. I'm sorry. Wrong. I've been a bad fan. I've listened to these guys for about two years now and never reviewed. Hey. I went back to one of, or I went way back. I think I think he's trying to say I go back yeah. to one of Josh's first few episodes and everything. Like he's been around for a long time. 
I'll start by giving a shout out to the Patreon fans who do what I can't afford to do. Thank you, guys. The audio has gotten so much better because of your donations. Uh, these guys are the only reason I have some of the songs I have, and I hope to discover more unknown songs with them. By the way, I do recognize that old rolling song from the main segment of 110, and I'm under 25. I sang it to everybody in the house, and nobody else remembers it seriously. I think they're talking about Limp Bizkit. They are. And I actually got a couple messages from people saying that, like, yo, I'm under 25, and I know that Limp Bizkit song. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Limp Bizkit stands the, the test, test of time. time. But probably not. Yeah. So the other review is from Stephen. Uh, he left the review in our Australia uh, section. Uh, he writes, Stephen and Josh will give their opinions without any filter, including strong language. That is definitely true. Uh, they have no conflict of interest and don't have to worry about offending people in the K-pop industry. It's like listening in on people in a bar or a university campus talking about K-pop with friends. They don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, this is not a podcast for everyone. You will not find professional podcast discussion of K-pop music. You will not get inside information. And they change their opinions just like any ordinary person would with time. What you will hear are their honest opinions and feelings about the latest K-pop music. Thank you, Stephen. Will you? Uh, he told me via Twitter to to search on the Australian music, uh, Australian iTunes music section. Mm -hmm. If you guys leave a review that's not in the U.S. store, please tell me because I do only check the United States store. And that's so true. I think that really hits nail on the head about what kind of podcast we have here. Yes, we do. But thank you, of course, again to Dic Dictator JJ. I mean, two years you never reviewed. Looking at you, Shame. Dictator JJ. Shame. Shame. But thank you for finally doing it. Um, and Stephen, thank you for reaching out on me. I know I don't always respond on time on Twitter, but I do do my best. Um, moving yes, on. I do do. Please leave a review if you can. It helps yeah. us out. Uh, helps us beat other people in the rankings sometimes. Crush like, them. Like the more reviews we get, I'm pretty sure helps us in the crazy algorithm we don't know how the algorithm works nobody knows how that dang algorithm no, works sir. but i do know because of all the other podcasts i listen to and they all say the same thing leaving a review helps us out uh moving on then to another section the highlight the highlight the beast of 2017 <laughs> big names no games this is the section where we talk about songs that are big names we normally don't have that much to say about them, but people do ask sometimes, hey, what do you think about this big name? What do you think about this yeah. big name? And we want to consolidate it all here. It's not always trashing on a song. Sometimes it's just that the song's boring, so we didn't talk about it. Yeah, usually the opinions vary from ugh to eh. And we got a couple of those today. Yeah. The first song that we're going to talk about in Big Name No Games is by IU, and her new uh, pre-release song for her new album dropping later is called Throughout the Night. This is a ballad. 
yeah, we were waiting for what you're really going to put out. But Korean people, they love ballads, and this song is kind of killing it on the charts. It is. And it's not, again, it's not one of those interesting ballads. No, no. It's one of those slow, slow, boring, monotonous, monotonous ballads. Yeah. And I'm sure if you like those types of things, this is it for you. If you like cute girls, I mean, are you still cute? She's still looking cute. great. I am cute. looking forward to her real, her quote unquote real single later because, I mean, her last one was 23 and that was very interesting. Yeah. I'm not going to say great, but very interesting. And of course, the whole modern era was very interesting. So. Yeah. We don't know what we're going to get. That's true. Yeah. I'm hoping for old school IU, but that's never happening. I think she's moved on. Yeah. But let's move on to the next uh, big name, no game. Uh, this, I guess you could call them a big name. Uh, the, the group is called Oh My Girl, and the song is called Coloring Book. Now, Oh My Girl, uh, we did like uh, a song of theirs a lot, right, Stephen? I think you definitely were on board the first time you heard. What was, what was that song called? It's called Liar Liar. Liar Liar, right. It's written right there, Josh. Oh, sorry. I didn't I didn't read that. I didn't know if you were trying to get me to participate or you just legit just didn't know. Um, yeah, actually, I didn't read Because sometimes you do that where it's like, Stephen, what do you think? What What's the thing we're going to talk about next? Because yeah, I'm I'm like, well, usually what I do, I'm like, I'm tired of talking, Stephen. Take yeah. over for me. <laughs> um, well, I'll take over. Oh, my girl. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they've released some uh, uh, not great songs since Liar Liar, um, like Windy Day, That One, Eyeing. They've been kind of all over the place. And Coloring mm-hmm. Book is is a, a, a very similar. It's kind of all over the place compared to their previous releases. It's a little bit similar to Liar Liar in the sense that it's a song that just it doesn't stop. It's like we're going, we're going hard, we're going fast, and we're gonna keep going. They ain't no pushing breath. and you, pushing and pushing. No time to breathe. Um, just but in, it, in tempo usually. Right, right. And but it, but sadly, it does lack because Liar Liar was also like that. Liar Liar just kept going. Um, but Liar Liar had great syncopation in its uh, backing track and its uh, movingness, right? Yeah, it was it, very catchy in the the drums, right? Yeah, dun, 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 dun. Like that has a melodic kind of through line and it has great syncopation. This coloring book does not have that. Yeah. Um, and, and also it's not, I don't want to say Frankenstein-y because I want to save that term for like weird shit like in Pristine song, yeah. right? But it's kind of like the same. They're sharing the same score, but they're different songs. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Like it, it, it definitely doesn't sound like one straight song. But it does sound like they are kind of tangentially tied together by some kind of Somehow. theme, maybe. Um, and in my head, it kind of reminds me of like that ending song at the end of a musical where they tie in like six different songs that you previously heard into this medley kind of thing, and. This song seems kind of like that. Where yeah. It's like, you remember this part? It's like, no, because it's not an actual musical. And yeah. you're, and then it's gone. And then you're like, hey, you remember this part, right? And it's like, no, yeah. I don't. 
that's a that's a really good way to describe it. It is just like a a medley song, right? Yeah. But I do like the music video. I, I really do like this idea of all white and then all these little splashes of color. I wish they were pushing that a little bit more creatively. Um, yeah. I wish they did a little bit more with that, either in like slow motion or with a a, a, a more planned release of the the colors. Because there is one slow motion scene kind of slow-mo brothers not slow-mo brothers slow-mo guys like where it's kind of like a pan and there's like slow motion explosions of colors and i and i do wish there was a little bit more of that yeah there's like this okay go video right Mm. that uses color really really well and it's like rube goldberg rube is that am i saying that right steven rube yeah yeah uh machines where they're kind of like you know just knickknacks strung together i really wish they had tried to do something like that in this song but see, I think that's a conversation I want to have one day because somebody on our Slack asked the question of like, let's, you know, if you were to start a, a new girl group or a new boy group in this era, what would you do? Right. And like 100% I would try to make sure without a doubt that my first music video, right? I'm not big three. I don't get that instant likability, right? I'm just kind of a no name group. It needs to be something okay, go like. It, it needs, it needs to, be to be viral. Unique. It needs to get viral. Yes. And I, I really, because like you can do those things without a budget, right? I mean, quintessentially, the treadmill video from OK Go is cheap. Treadmills. Right? I mean, their first music video where they're just dancing in the backyard, cheap, right? But that video went viral like crazy. Which one are you talking about? Uh, I thought their first one was the treadmill one. No, the first one is not the treadmill. It was the one where they're dancing in like this backyard of a house. Nope. I don't even know which one you're talking about. Oh, really? (laughs) They're just dancing in the backyard? Yeah, we got to watch that one. There's nothing funny about it or nothing gimmicky about it? Uh, They're just dancing this weird choreography. Okay. Interesting. Maybe I'll I'll find it. I always thought the first one was the treadmill one because that's the one that went viral. But I mean, okay, go. They are known for their, their music videos, right? And yeah. I think that's a, that would be a really good idea, Stan. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just will never understand why. Well, I do understand why. It's very Korean, which is like I have a new thing. There are millions of these things already. What am I gonna do? The same thing, and it's like, ugh, please, guys, stop it's because it. new things are dangerous. That's what it is. Sure, I mean, but yeah. releasing the seventeenth version of something also dangerous. Like, yeah. It, it, try please try something different for god's sakes yeah and and the problem is i think is that there's there's so many groups right and they're all doing the same thing if you really differentiate yourself then you're gonna draw some eyes right and i don't mean differentiate with sound i don't remember i don't think i'm not talking about differentiating with choreography that could all be generic upon generic right but if you want to get people to your music video or to recognize you, your music video can at least be interesting. Right. All right. But it's like Korean people just don't want to, or maybe they just never thought of it, or maybe they think it's more expensive than it might be, you know? But like, good God, I mean, how many music videos have we seen with the same set in the same place, with the same thing, with the same camera shots? Mm-hmm. It's like, stop yeah. it. Stop. The other thing that I would do, by the way, is. Like that kind of only works once because for your debut video, um, you have the most time to train for that. Mm-hmm. Right. It can so, be perfect. Right. 
So like if you want to shoot a three and a half minute long take video, do it. That's your best chance to do it. And I don't mean a dance choreography video. I mean just any form of one shot video, right? Yeah, before you get like super, super busy with promotions and stuff. Yeah. Or maybe you're after school. You don't do anything for nine months and you only learn how to, to stripper pole dance. Oops. And then all of that was for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. Um, anyways, that was a mini rant in a rant. Uh, the next song that I want to talk about, which could also use quite a bit of creativity, is the very first station song for season two, right? Year two DLC. Uh, and that is Red Velvet with their song, Would You. there's any song we've ever talked about josh that is a b-side of a b-side good googly moogly it's this song boring but i do have to say if you are a red velvet fan you'll probably eat this shit up which is bad stop doing that like there is nothing and i, and I know it's subjective and i know there's going to be some even our own slack shingles that will be like it was interesting and i loved it but like when i'm listening to this it's just beyond nothing it there's a it's nothing catchy about it like i looky looky i have my issues with looky looky but it 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 tries very hard to yeah yeah to be catchy and interesting and different and weird and this is just as generic of a girl group b-side of a b-side but the problem is that this song is kind of like a spring ballad but the huge problem i have is that there's a rap in it why did you put a why did you put a long rap in a spring ballad? What's wrong with you? And I don't even think as a don't spring ballad, that. it's very spring ballady. Like I would mm. actually there are some other station songs, right? I think that Eric Nam Wendy song is a little bit more interesting than this one. Tons, I think. Um Red Velvet, I mean. It's a song. Still gonna People are going to eat it up because they love Red Velvet, which it's got like 3 million views. I was arguing with some dude on Reddit. And that was when I found out and I was I maybe I already found this out like seven episodes ago and I forgot. But Red Velvet, how many number one songs has Red Velvet had, Josh? Uh, none. None is correct. They've never had a number one song. And I was very surprised by that. Given yeah. how widespread like Dum Dum has been. The um, popularity in general. Their general. Korea. Yeah. Um, but they've never had a number one, which uh, surprised me because there has been some other group songs and stuff and groups that i'm like you were number one at one you, point you you, you you had a number one like no offense beast i know you're super popular back in the day or i'm sorry highlight but like it's yeah, crazy to me that ones. red velvet never got a number one for like any of their past songs and especially like russian roulette yeah even i mean i didn't even really like that song and i'm still surprised dum dum um, ice cream cake like, yeah none of those songs uh it's crazy crazy but let's move on josh to the craziest of all crazy 
Oh boy. After two years, this group has come back um, with a song that sounds like it was from two years ago. The group, Girls Day, the song, I'll Be Yours. fucking real it really felt like they shot this they developed this two years ago and they just never released it right like ring my bell really gave me panic attacks with it's like kind of tempo and it's it's like moving forward and forward and forward but too fast uh this song takes a step back but it's still not as good (laughs) (laughs) right this is kind of like a faux jazzy piano playing kind of a song uh so which is weird because while the backing track um is a little bit slower compared to ring my bell the talking the sing talking is at a whole nother level as prevalent as ever it honestly i was tired i felt tired for the girls after listening to this song so many syllables they're just going at it and it's like at a point where like is it a song or is it a rap or is it just a terrible mixture of in between? Or they're just yelling at you for like three or four minutes. Right. Like lecturing <laughs> you. Right. Um, and I like the chorus is not awful. Like, I don't actually think the chorus is awful. I think the chorus is better than ring my bell, even though I didn't like ring my bell that much. Um, but to get there, you got to get through this, like one of the most exhausting uh, verses I've heard in a long time. Be- running around because like usually choruses or sorry usually verses are the boring parts they're the lazy parts they're the nothing's happening right now and we're waiting for the chorus but this is like no we're gonna talk your ear off we're gonna you listen here mister it's like all right yeah and it's like we're gonna we're gonna just yell at you for th- for a minute and, and you know what the thing is steven like the chorus i'm not a fan but it's so short uh it, it just it passes by in the blink of an eye and then there's they're sing talking again and the problem with this song is that there's really no redeeming qualities about it. Like Mina tries Ooh. to hit some high notes and they're really kind of flat and off. Well, not, not necessarily flat in terms of pitch, but they're really just not alive. They have no energy in them. And it's just a lot of yelling and fake energy, it seems like. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. And not only, you know, when we say it sounds like they, they re- recorded it two years ago, like we legitimately mean it's the same stylist as Ring My Bell. And they just swapped out a little bit of unitard action and With different unitards. They're back at it again. Like I I know there are probably some people that w- I got shit on. I was telling our Slack chingos that uh, girls day is kind of special to me 
because the oh, very yes. first reaction video I ever shot with Kelvin, my old co-host, was for Girls' Day Female President. And if you guys remember, that video was very risque. But it was risque, but like in a track, kind of trashy way. Like it had these like, uh, it had Mina. I don't know if it was Mina or I think Mina. it was Yura. Um, Yura, or sorry, Yura. Like she was wearing this skin uh, color, pale, yeah, the skin yeah. color shorty. That's not even the problem. Like that was kind of sexy. I'm fine with that. the The problem was they were wearing these like art, like these cow color. I actually don't remember if it was cow colored, but these like camouflage colored faux army outfits with like wide shoulders and the army hat, and it was just ugly. And they gave Hetty this slick back haircut, and it was just like. I can't think of another girl group with beautiful women in it that try so fucking hard and make them not pretty. <laughs> like, and I know that's entirely right. subjective. And like, I know some of those girls and girls that are very pretty. Like, I think Mina very is attractive. Um, really pretty. I think Yura is really pretty. I think Hetty can be pretty sometimes, and I think Sujin can be pretty sometimes. Right? Yeah. But like, I'm not saying they're ugly. But I'm saying their stylist works fucking hard to make them look ugly. It's especially in this. I uh, The huge issue I had with Ring My Bell is that they have these unitards in them, right? And right. the unitards are not flattering. They're, they're really not flattering no matter how good your figure is. And they brought them back for this one, but they made them worse. How? By attaching a shit ton of sequins to them. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you, why you do that? Like if you're just gonna go unitard, like you can go swimming suit, and it's, there are many sexy swimming suits in this world, right? Right. And like, the two of the girls' day members are stacked, stacked. But they like try their hardest, which is weird that I want them. Like I'm just saying, if you're gonna go for it, go for it to a certain degree, okay? Yeah. Like trying too hard. Right, it's like they're trying too hard, but with a very direct line in the sand of like, we'll never do this, which is fine, right? We don't all want to be stellar sitting naked in a bathtub of milk, right? We don't all, I don't want a shot of Mina with milk dribbling down her breast, right? But I'm like, if you're going to straight up be wearing unitards and like shaking your butt at me, like in Female President or in a lot of Girls' Day videos, like at least do it sexily and at least do it. You're, in a way that doesn't yeah. disgust me. You're, you're teasing the line between too much and it, 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 the way you're doing it is, is really trashy. Right. And I know we said that for like, for example, uh, CLC's Hobgoblin. And I know people were like, no, they look great. And I'm like, I just personally don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this is a little harsh, but they, some of the outfits in this video made them really street hookerish, really street hookerish. Oh, and, there's also the issue of Sojin's makeup. Oh, like, my who Lord. did your makeup? It's so bad. Like, it looked like an elementary school student. It's like one of those, like, my boyfriend puts on my makeup YouTube videos, you know? It, yeah. It, it, it was awful. It was thick and cakey, and then the, there's too much blush, and it, it's just, it just looked really and bad. Maybe they did that on purpose. I don't Please know. Don't do why would that. you do that? Right? Like, but then the other girls didn't have that problem. So, like, why is Sujin the only one that? Or is it Sojin? Whatever. Why didn't? Why did she get that unlucky draw? You know. Yeah, and also a similar thing that this song kind of shares with "Ring My Bell." "Ring My Bell" had a shit ton of cuts. This video also has a shit ton of cuts. An insane amount. Like again, you, you look at Pristine's video, right? Which which is not great, 
But like, if you watch that one, watch this one. Watch that one, watch this one. See how many fucking cuts there are. Yeah. See how how many seconds it takes to cut. I bet in this video, you're like, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. And it cuts every time. But on a weird tangential note, when I heard this song, it really brought me back, like way back to this kind of <laughs> kind of parody song. I don't know how many of you know what Strong Bad is. Strong Bad emails. Uh, there was like this thing called like Homestar Runner. And he's this guy who's like a, a wrestler and he wears a mask and like boxing gloves. Like he, a luchador kind of Yeah, mask. he made this song called Everybody to the Limit. Uh, it's obviously a joke song because uh, he replied to this email where this guy was just pounding his keyboard and then he, was, he read his name as Fahuba Gods. And I swear to God, when I heard this song, I was singing like Fahuba Gods Co. And I was like, oh my God, what am I singing? Am I singing, what song am I singing? I was like, oh my God, it's a strong, bad email song. But listen to that song. Listen to this song. Tell me if I'm crazy. I probably am, but I mean, I, I, humor me. I think I understand why you thought of it. Because the, the chorus is like very, uh, 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 right? Uh, 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 uh. I kind of like that, right? Yeah. So like, I, I totally get it. I, it didn't occur to me because I didn't uh, really listen to this song. But this makes me sad. It's like one of those things is like if I was a girl's day super fan, if I was a girl's night, a, a nighter, a night hooker, a, a day hooker, a day, a wow. day girl. Wow. Whatever their fan club's name is. Uh, like I would be like, we, we waited two years for something that was basically like, basically ring, my like ring my bell. And, ring my version. bell. and someone might fight me on this, but I don't particularly remember ring my bell being that great um like in the general consciousness of korea um it was so not great that they didn't make a song for two years but i do understand that was in part due to some people want to act and some people want to act and some other people want to act and some people do nothing (laughs) this is an episode guys this is an episode and i and i feel bad because i feel like all i've been doing is just yelling in this microphone for for an hour and a half and I kind of have been. As as you guys know, I'm going to steal a line from Jeff Kanata from one of my favorite podcasts. Like his motto is he loves to love things. And when he doesn't like something, it makes him feel sad. Right. And it's not because he wants to hate things. He wa- He loves to love them. He wants to love K-pop. And when it doesn't happen, it makes him sad. And I feel the same way with K-pop right now, right? Mm. Like, I love K-pop. I want better K-pop. I want more K-pop that I love. I love to love things. And, and also, we it's like, I feel bad for our listeners, too, because I'm sure you love to love us loving things. Yeah. Like, right. of course, more fun, right? Yeah. Um, you, want, you want us to speak, you know, happily and excitedly about songs that we want to introduce to you, but... Lately, it's been really hard to like recommend songs that were like, oh, you, you should listen to this song if you like this, because we just haven't really been getting like quality songs. Um, and the reason I bring that up, which I'm not sure if Josh understands this uh, transition, but uh, next week, or for us, we're going to record it this weekend. Uh, we're going to start or hopefully at least shoot a kind of pilot episode of try something that we're gonna do monthly uh, we're gonna do this monthly it will happen and it is pretty much a top three songs of the month podcast 
Now, the thing is, is that you already know what I like, and you already know what Josh likes. Right. So we are finally going to get some other motherfuckers to join our podcast. Not motherfuckers like us, but the good kind of motherfuckers. The nice kind. So tentatively, we I have been talking to other hosts of other podcasts, uh, not quite other YouTubers yet because we ain't we ain't that popular yet, right? But I want or we will be working with other podcast people to put on a very special version of the podcast every month where we talk about the things that we do like. Uh, tentatively, it's the top three songs of every month. Yeah. Um, but that will replace one of our after shows. Um, so effectively that means we're only going to get one, as long as we're on a proper schedule, you're going to get two main episodes every month. You're going to get one of these top three episodes featuring another uh, person and you're going to get an actual after show. Right. All right. So times are changing. We're going to shoot, hopefully to shoot the first episode of that this weekend. Um, if there are any problems with that, then they probably won't, maybe we'll shove an after show in there somewhere. Right. But look forward to the next episode because the next episode could be a very, very different type of thing because we are unicorns in the K-pop world, right? We love loving things. The K-pop world just loves things, right? Love everything. Um, And we we will also try and shoot another K-pop and food. I don't know what topic it's going to be because we kind of wasted a bunch of good ones on our podcast. Or maybe we'll just talk about how shitty 2017 is. Yeah, ooh, this top three monthly is going to be rough going. It's going to be G Friends rough. We're going to need an if, anal if we have If we have a fucking G Friends rough. Naviera. If we have a fucking Naviera, I'll be happy. Fingertip. No, I don't want that. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully, for a special podcast. I don't know what it's going to be called. But either way, we're going to be back in two weeks for the next main episode. Let us all pray together for a better one. Papa YG, blessed is thee, JYP. How would be thy name? And random European SM producer. <laughs> Brave song, wherever for art thou, please bless us again. Thy good music come, K-pop kingdom, up. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>